Welcome to the Real Sisters of Sobriety. We're real sisters and we're real sober. Hosted by the creator and founder of No Booze Babes, Shay Gomez, and her sober sister, Sydney. Let's get real, babes. Welcome, welcome to the Real Sisters of Sobriety podcast. I'm the older sister, Shay. I'm the youngest sister, Sydney. And today we have a very, very special guest. Sid, do you want to introduce her? Yes, she is the one who brought us into this world. It is Carol herself. Miss Carol, a.k.a. our mother. Carol, how are you doing? Good. Hi, girls. Thanks for having me. Oh, my God. You're so cute. So, yeah, we do call her Carol. That is her name. Um, She is our mother. But, yeah, we call her Miss Carol. So you guys can call her that, too. So how do you feel? Are you nervous at all to be on the podcast? I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, don't be shy. Um, So I think she's a little nervous. But um, anyway, do you want to get rolling? I feel like we need to dive into just you and how our drinking affected you. First of all, what is it like having two sober daughters? I have to say it's fantastic because I don't have to worry about you like I did. And when you're a mom, you real, you worry a lot. I mean, just even you saying like worry, when were you like, um, the most worried about us or like Now hearing us talk about sobriety, were you like, oh, wow, I I didn't know like they were going through that or anything like that? I had an idea, but like I, the most worried I'd be is when Shay was in New York and coming home at all hours of the night on the subway by herself. That really scared me and that she'd make some bad decisions. And it was scary. I didn't like it. And then Sid, you were more scary about driving. Yeah, which we all know. I had consequences for it now with the DUI. Yes. Yes. So what was that like? Let's talk a little bit about that because, um, so Sydney and my mom lived together for how long did you guys live together? Oh my God. <laughs> so I was like 21, 22. Right. Pretty long. Yeah. It was only, it was us. good. Actually, it was really good. It was only us for a really long time. Yeah. Because everyone went to college or they went off somewhere else. So just me and Carol. Which I was not at my best behavior then, though. But I mean, I think the good thing about it is we got super close then. You were naughty. And I just thought, okay, she's going to get through this. And she did. I mean, it's crazy. Did Did you ever imagine Sydney giving up drinking? Or did you ever think like, hey, I'm a little bit alarmed with her behavior or I'm worried for her in that way that maybe she shouldn't be doing this or maybe she needs help. I think I was the most worried about driving. What do you have to say for yourself? (laughs) Yeah, I did drink and drive a lot. I mean, I think it was hard for Carol as well because the other girls didn't drink until later on. And I was like the first one to drink and the last born. So she was like dealing with a whole new world. Like, and I was alone with you. I was getting divorced and she was out being wild it was scary and hard. Yeah. I put her through the ringer, honestly. Like sometimes she'd pick me up from places because she tracked me and see I was somewhere that I shouldn't have been. And then I, she would, what was it? I think you had like a little breathalyzer. I, I, I took you for a drug test once, some kind of test. Oh yeah. Well then you had a breathalyzer. One you were time. never that mean to me about it though, which was pretty nice. Like we didn't hate each other. It wasn't like no, that weird I took the mother, daughter. 
Then yeah. I go out and do it again. Well, um, I remember one night, well, I wasn't there, but I've heard this story a lot about um, you seeing a spotlight outside of your window. Oh yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I had just had hand surgery. So I'm in bed, my hand wrapped in pain asleep. <laughs> and I see this light outside. I'm like, what is going on? I go to the door. It's the police looking for Sydney and her friend. And I tracked you and you're in San Clemente. I'm like, well, I guess she's okay. I mean, I couldn't, at some point you just have to go, okay, what I can't worry is all you can do, you know, and you can't be up all night worrying. I think the thing about Sid that was a little different is she's pretty headstrong and like, I can do this. I'm fine. Like I'm kind of above it. I'm, you know, I seem really normal and she does. And when she drinks, sometimes I couldn't tell she had drank because she act really normal. That's like almost oh, the scariest part. Yeah. Really weird. Unlike Shay. It wouldn't seem so normal. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about me and yeah. believe me, mom, like you can say whatever, because like whatever. Um, but I mean, like you said, I was in New York and I think like, and I've talked about this before is it's kind of the time I felt like most lost. It was like after college and I was like alone and then I moved there alone and then I had a shitty roommate and I was just kind of going out and I worked in the service industry and I don't like, did you ever even realize that I was like drinking a lot or did I say like I'm hungover a lot or no, I don't think you did, but I knew like New York, you're like, you like to be out and New York is a big out kind of party town and you like to be out and drinking and dancing. And I just worried about how you were getting home, who was getting you home, what was going on with an Uber. It was not good. And then when Matt moved in with you, I felt so much better. Like, okay, there's someone that's on the same time zone and worrying about her. So I'm not the only one. Yeah. But when I would come home for Christmas and stuff, like I know, obviously I would try to make the most of it or I'd go out or I was like kind of dating. I don't even know what I was doing. I was like hanging out with people from high school. Um, did you ever have like concerns? Cause I mean, I remember bits and pieces, but I also just remember the recovery day the next day of like, I remember like food falling out of my mouth and having friends over and like, were you ever like embarrassed of my behavior? Well, yeah. And I was like, that's not the Shay I know. And I remember you met Hannah's husband, now husband. And that was the first time you met him. And I'm like, oh, that was not good. I think one thing I, that worried me about you is you, you didn't stop. Like that was kind of a worrisome. You I know? think that's, that's like what my main issue was, is that I wasn't like sneaking alcohol. I wasn't like needing alcohol to get through the day or anything. But like once I started, like I wasn't keeping track. And so then that would get me in trouble, whether that's like slurring, whether that's like saying or doing something stupid. And I think a lot of people don't realize that that is, I mean, it's super dangerous. And I think for a long time I was like, oh, I don't have like a quote unquote problem. Like I'm not going to AA, I'm not sneaking alcohol, but it is problematic when you can't stop yourself or when you black out. I mean, you have three daughters who black and out. You did fall a lot. I did fall a yes, lot. I did see yeah, you, you fall. Would. I forgot about that. You would always have all these yeah, bruises. She did and fall. And she's like a stick. Yeah. So it was not good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I never thought either of you were alcoholics, mm -hmm. you know, but the not, the not stopping was a scary thing to me. Yeah. You know? We definitely didn't have like a healthy relationship with alcohol. And I think a lot of people don't realize that, oh, well, I'm not a quote unquote alcoholic, whatever that means. 
So then they don't get the help they need or they don't stop. And I think for a long time, that's why I did like month breaks and stuff because I was like, oh, great. I, I had to prove to myself I could control myself for like a month or right. whatever. Um, you were just a different girl. Like you're a great girl and you were a little different. You were just wilder. And Sid was more, I couldn't even tell, but so headstrong. I mean, I've like, Sid and I went through a lot. I mean, I've chased her down in a car running alongside the car. I could have been run over and killed, <laughs> but you know, like stuff like that. It was a lot. It was a lot. I think of an incident that you called me from New York that you'd had a fight with a friend. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was probably totally alcohol induced. A lot of it. Yeah. Like, of course I thought, Oh, it's her fault. She's horrible. And she drank too much, but I think you probably drank too much too. Yeah. No. And I remember that instance. Um, I was in the Hamptons with a friend and we were drinking on the beach and then like we went to this bar and I mean, to be fair, like we were both pretty intoxicated, but everything escalates so quickly when you're drinking, um, you know, when alcohol's involved and definitely there was weird, like jealousy, there was weird accusations. So, I mean, I called the police, I know. And I slept out in the like waiting room of the police station, like on like a cold bench with like ants around me. Um, I haven't mentioned that story though before. And then I went on like the Hamptons like bus, like the cop drove me down. The cops were actually so nice, but I was like totally intoxicated too. Um, but I didn't realize that till, cause you know, you're a mom you're like, my daughter's been bothered by a friend, you know? But then I thought, Mm, the story's kind of weird. Well, I also you know? didn't feel very safe because it escalated into such a fight that got out of hand. And, and I was staying with that friend and I was right. like, I can't be with her because she, I, I don't know what she's going to do because I think just scary. Yeah. And you never know how alcohol is going <laughs> to affect other people. Like it affects everyone differently right. and it affects all three of your daughters the same way, which is kind of crazy. Like I personally have asked you, like, have you, do you black out and stuff? And like, you've never had an issue with drinking. You, we've never seen that from you, but like you've never experienced a blackout, right? Not that I know of maybe college. College was pretty wild. I have to say. Yeah. But I never drink hard alcohol either. Yeah. So I think that makes a difference. And my generation, we weren't doing shots. Yeah. And you know, I was just talking to my, a roommate of mine that we lived with each other in our twenties. And we were saying we never pre-party before we went out. Like we, I said, did we even have alcohol in the house? And she's like, I don't even think so. But nowadays it seems like nowadays, the children nowadays, <laughs> it seems like they pre-party before they go out. Like that's like double trouble. Yeah. You know? I think that's what's dangerous is that you drink while you're getting ready and then you go out to a pregame and then you go out to a bar or a club or whatever. And then you have a nightcap. It's just like an endless cycle of drinking. And then you know, you're like the night's gone or the sun's rising and it's definitely a dangerous cycle for sure. Um, do you think that, you know, alcohol has affected our family overall? Um, yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've talked, I know you guys have talked about that. Yeah. We've talked about in our family episode, um, drinking and with our dad. And obviously that was just a horrible time for everyone. If you want to listen to that, you can go back to our family episode. Um, but so what, like what changes have you seen in us? Like, do you just see us being like ourselves all the time or what would you say? Like the biggest positive that you've seen in each of us since ditching alcohol? I think alcohol? you guys feel better about yourselves. I think you're more confident and I think you're happier. So that's good. No more like 
I remember you guys would drink and then the whole day next, the next day, like Sid would be in bed and I'd be like, your whole day's wasted of your life that you could, you're young and great. You could be out there. And I think, you know, now you're living your life to its fullest. I know with COVID it's hard to be to your fullest, but I think you're like a real positive role model for like my friends, my friend's kids. I think it's great. It is cool that so many of your friends listen to the podcast and support. I think that's amazing. How did you feel when you got the call the next day that I got a DUI? It's so weird in a really weird way. I wasn't surprised. Well, first of all, I told you a lot. If you get a DUI, I'm not bailing you out because you drove because Shay never even drove. So (laughs) I didn't have to worry about that. Nope. Um, but I would say, I'm not going to bail you out. I can't rescue you from this situation. So I remember you called me and I was up in like Napa or somewhere and you go, something really bad happened. So I'm like, brace myself. Then you told me, you know what? I was just happy that you didn't get in a car accident. You didn't hurt anyone. You didn't hurt yourself. You know? So yeah, yeah, I felt bad about it, but in a weird way, I thought I'm not that surprised. Yeah. I also have to thank you because you were so like nice to me. Like I was like, oh my God, my parents are going to freak out. It's going to be like the end of the world. But she was so nice. And like, all she really cared about was if I was okay. Yeah. She was like, well, how are you feeling? Are you okay? Like it was so nice, which I didn't deserve all of that. Like I just did, I mean, a horrible thing. And I, I put you through the ringer for a lot of years, you know, but look at, look how far you've come now, you know? And that was a moment. And I just thank God that you were okay and no one else was hurt. That's my biggest thing. And it really taught you a lesson without anyone getting hurt. Yeah. I think like, I think, and we've talked about this, it weirdly, um, I don't, I just don't think she would have gotten sober if that didn't happen. Um, Cause I remember even receiving the text and her being like, I'm never drinking again. And then I remember going to your house in San Clemente and she was drinking a bottle of wine. I was like, oh, shit. And like, she didn't just drink a glass of wine. No, she drank a lot of wine. Yeah. But she always acted so normal. So it took me a long time to figure out when she had been drinking. Yeah. That was hard for me to yeah. figure out. I think that was the problem with me as well, because I'd feel normal. Like, and, and you then, would talk normal. And then I'd have like one more drink or something. And then I was gone. Like I was completely blacked out. Or even in my blackout, I felt like I think I was pretty normal. Oh, you also did lock the bathroom door. We had to knock the door down. I did that a lot. Yeah. That was really bad and scary. And then Shay, Shay would cry to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I got That's really emotional. Yeah. So how did you feel? There was one night in New York when Sid came, we were spending like three days oh, together God. before Thanksgiving oh, and we went out and it- <laughs> We went out on the town. We went to this place where it was like half all bottles of wine. I like met a boy there. Anyway, it escalated. We got to my apartment. And then I think like I said something about your boyfriend at the time or something, but like, I don't even think it was that bad, but it like blew up in our faces. Let's, let's go back to that moment in time, Sid. Um, do you want to tell the babies what you did? Yes. I forget what we were talking about. I just remember what you said and I like saw red. I was like, you want me to say it? Yeah. You said, well, yeah, you are a bitch. And I was literally like, I was like, I hate you. (laughs) Like, I literally saw red. Then I don't even know how. Then we got like a back and forth fight. And I was like, I can't stay here. I cannot be here. Like, I was like so upset. 
So I literally grabbed my bag and <laughs> this was so dramatic. This was like, this would be a really good episode for a reality television show because it was like made no sense. One second we were like taking Snapchat videos, putting weird filters, cracking up. And the next we were like in a fight. Sydney was looking at hotels. We're both wasted though. Like yeah, really, we really too far. Um, yeah. So then I went downstairs and I started looking for hotels and stuff. I literally got an Uber. I've maybe been to New York twice which were all with like the family and stuff. I have no idea where anything is or what's going on. So I get in an Uber and then I check into a hotel that was like so gross. The hotel it was so nasty and I didn't have anything but was, oh no, I didn't bring my bag. You stole my bag. I stole her bag. So she was coming down the elevator. I followed her down, but Sid seemed totally normal. I remember even thinking like my doorman is going to think I'm a crazy person because he already sees me come in with halal guys at 3 a.m. every night. And then I was literally like dragging her bag from her and I won the tug of war and I was like, come upstairs, we'll work this out. And she was like determined to go to some random ass hotel. Anyway, mom, how was it receiving those calls from both of us that night? (laughs) I thought Sid was going to be dead. I think Sid was a little flight type person. Like she's, you know, she's done. She's out. I'm like, my little Sid, how old were you? 21, 22? In New York, in some rando hotel. It, and then I think you both were calling me, both drunk. Calling me with different stories, different things. It no, was Shay was calling, like, my ex-boyfriend, <laughs> like, my current boyfriend. It was all, everyone in the family it was called. a mess. Yeah. It was a huge mess. I was really worried for Sid. But we should have known then that there was an issue because literally the next morning we're both hung over, hung over out of our minds. I tracked her. I couldn't find my debit card. I texted her. She had it. Anyway, I remember walking to meet you halfway. Like we were both walking in New York City. It was cold. It was the morning. And we both kind of just like, hey. And then we just like ordered sushi and like we're in bed and we were fine with it like we both like decided not to really talk about it and we both kind of understood each other in a weird way yeah that was I mean it kind of showed how our drinking was like the same like all of a sudden everything was like heightened and then I don't know just everything at once it was like a whole rush but literally when I saw you down the street I feel like it was like a movie like we were both like smiling and laughing which we should never get to that point to like have to have a weird movie moment. Then we went to go get like Gatorade and waters and stuff. But that was an awful night that we don't even like talk about really. Yeah. But I always called my mom. My mom's, I mean, our mom's our best friend. You are. Um, And oftentimes when I was really drunk or emotional, like even my last night of like blackout drinking, when I went to that wedding, um, I, I was FaceTiming you just so emotional and so overcome. And I couldn't piece it together. I was like, this does not make sense. Like, what's she upset about? I didn't get it. Yeah. And you remember you took an Uber home and there was like no real reason. Yeah, it made no sense. I don't know how you weren't like, what is going on? Because, I mean, I'm sure you were. But, um, and now how great does that feel that you don't have to get those calls anymore? I love it. (laughs) I love it a lot. (laughs) Have you made any like shifts with like, your relationship with alcohol since you've seen us go sober? I think watching you and seeing like, I do like a course light, but I've been drinking lately the non-alcoholic beer and it's, I like it. You know, it's yeah. so fun. You've been like trying them like, oh, let me try that. And um, that's really fun. Yeah. I mean, good. you've never been like, you've never been an example. I think a lot of 
people who come from a family where, you know, for example, like our drinking patterns are very similar, like us girls, um, you know, I never like remember you like drinking or anything like that. And you know what the weird thing is? I don't even remember dad drinking. That's good. Yeah. I think that's good. I don't either. I mean, I've never seen, I've never seen mom drunk or anything. Like even if she like, I remember one time you had a Bloody Mary and it was too strong and then you just go lay down. Like then yeah. you're done. Like, you know when to stop. And I'm like, I've never ever known when to stop. Really. Oh, speaking of Bloody Marys, I remember I would know Sid had been drinking when she ordered a Bloody Mary at nine o'clock at night. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on with this picture? That was weird. That was my I, go-to. That just doesn't sound like something you want to order at nine o'clock after you've been drinking all night. Yeah, I think that like- was weird. For Sid, it was a Bloody Mary. For me, it was an espresso martini. Like, why am I deciding to have an espresso martini before I'm going to bed? But then the thing is about me is I like knew I was drunk and I'd like kind of come out of like my blackout and be like, oh my God, I need to eat everything in sight so that I can like soak up the alcohol. It never worked, but um, anyway. But you guys have come a long way. I'm super proud of you. Thank you. So what is some advice that you would give to a mother who has daughters who are maybe struggling with their drinking? I know that's a big one. That's a hard one. But also we have some babes that listen who are mothers as well and who have also stopped drinking. And I mean, it's so inspiring because they're like, I'm able to be there for my kids and um, be present in their lives and be present for my own life. And so I don't know if just from having two daughters that the problems weren't as obvious. Um, are there any signs that you could look for or, or just any, like any advice? I think just be gentle and like, don't like when Sid got her DUI, I'm not going to yell at her. I'm not going to make her feel so bad. Cause that could lead her more, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it was just hard. You just got to go through it. I, I, don't really know what I could have done. Do you guys have any suggestions what I could have done? No, I think like you said, I mean, for me, you didn't know when I was drunk. I didn't know when I was like drunk, there was no like signs. And I was part of like a fast group that was all doing it and stuff. So it was all like, I thought it was normal. I thought everything I was doing was so normal, but it wasn't. I mean, when I look back at it, it wasn't. I mean, she did everything she could when I first started drinking she was really upset with me. She'd do the breathalyzer thing. She'd track me everywhere I went. But then she got to a point where she was like, okay, like you're going to do this, but you have to be safe. Like you got to a point where I had a curfew and like I had to be like more safe about and it. I because- didn't know what to do about the driving. That was such a big concern because Sid didn't never thought she was drunk. Yeah. And you know, what's um, interesting is like, I love and respect you so much. And when I was hung over, like I would talk, I talked to you every day. Like when I was in New York, I remember when I'd be hung over, like I'd usually share that with you because I share like everything with you. Um, but I just remember always trying to make excuses to make myself look better. Like in your eyes, in my own eyes, like I was trying to convince like myself, you, um, by saying like, Oh yeah, like I only had like three drinks though, like making excuses for mm-hmm. it. Um, but I think like what, like I'm so grateful for is that you've supported us no matter what through everything. Um, and I've never doubted for a second that you wouldn't be there. Um, and I, I've never doubted that I couldn't come to you. Um, but I think what it took for us, or I guess I'll just speak for me personally. Like I had to figure it out on my own. Um, because 
because I didn't fit in this box of what I thought a person with a problem was. Um, it stopped me from so long. And, you know, obviously I regret the blackouts or the embarrassing times, or the falling down or the making out with people on sliding glass doors. Uh, <laughs> um, and I like, and I'm sorry that I did all of that. And I'm sorry that like, if I ever embarrassed you or anything like that, but, um, I think it's pretty amazing that you just supported us through everything and that we've kept the relationship so strong that we feel like we can just say the good, bad and the ugly. And I've never felt judged by you. You've always supported me moving to New York. Uh You've supported, supported me, you know, taking a break. Like you've never come with judgment, which I think is such a great thing for a parent and a friend and anyone close to you, any relationship, um, to have that. I think that just comes naturally because I had such a cool mom. Such a good mom. I didn't tell her as much as you tell me. (laughs) That's for sure. Sometimes I hear too much. I'm like, yeah, sometimes she does gone without that. We have no filter around each other. Yeah, we have no filter. And like we say, we always keep it real. And sometimes it's a little too real for Carol, you know, like we forget like, oh, wait, yeah, you are our mom. We can't just be like so young, (laughs) but I'm not. We can't just be like, oh, this, this, this. She's like, okay, that's just, that's a little, that's a little too much. Um, but anyway, well, we love you so much. Thank you so I much for coming. I love you guys. And I'm so proud of you and you doing such a great deal and you're helping so many other people. Oh, thanks. Love you and appreciate it. And I think my relationship's gotten better with you guys because we don't have the bad nights. We don't have the bad phone calls, you know? Yeah. It's really nice. Like I didn't even realize what a relief that would be. Um, and also like, I hardly remembered a lot of the calls too. So like, oh dearie. Um, I'm just glad that we don't have to put you through that, through that worry, especially being, you know, across the world. And I mean, you stuff. worry about your kids, no matter what, not mm-hmm. drinking. I still worry about you. Like, did you make it home? Okay. I mean, but then add drinking on top of it. It's like so much worse. So that's one worry that's gone, which is great. Yay. Well, thanks so, so much for coming on. We're going to have for having you- me. <laughs> babes if you have any questions for our mom she's the bomb.com make sure you email the real sisters of Sob- wow i can never say that email the real sisters of sobriety at gmail.com i'm shay i'm sydney keep it real babes <laughs>